Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 84. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. I have with me today a brilliant man who I have heard speak on several occasions at Southern California real estate clubs. And I'm so honored and happy and thrilled that he was willing to take time out of his valuable time. And I know he values his time at a very high rate, high price, and he should. So with that, thank you so much for being on the show, Mr. Bob Campbell. Thanks for coming on. Oh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this, Holly. That uh, having this conversation with each other, we've met each other and uh, several times, and uh, I know your husband and that kind of thing. So that's when you guys like you are, are some of the the long term benefits of being in a in a business where you know your followers stay in touch and you know you know who they are because it's really satisfying. Oh yeah, I have to say, um, it's like Christmas whenever we get the Campbell Real Estate timing letter. And yes, listeners, it's on paper and it comes in the mail. But we, Scott and I, my husband, get all excited like oh, Bob's letter came. We can't wait to open it and read it. It's like a little present. So <laughs> we highlight. Scott's always been more more excited about it than you, though. However, because you're the more day to day, you know, grinded out flipper, which is a great business too. But that's that's not a, that's not an investment as much as it is a job. Oh, absolutely agreed. However, um, you know we've got our little holdings. We have a little portfolio of rentals um, scattered throughout Southern California. So we always want to look at what you're projecting and what we, you know, with our assessment, predict the long term will bring. Like, is it time to sell the rentals or do we hold on to them? Yeah, we always want to know because we've got a lot of ships in the water. You know what that means? California real you know what that means? What? That you guys are, that you guys are smart. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing this to pat myself on the back because you understand that the risks, that cycles exist, markets go to extremes, and what happens over long periods of times can be, you know, the kind of rate, the uh, returns on investment you make can be completely different during shorter term time periods, like, you know, let's say, you know, four to, uh, four to six years because of the cycles. You know, if, and it's all about prices. Are prices higher or prices low? If you, if, you, if you enter the market when prices are high and they turn down, you know, the next 10 years are going to be tears for you because I know how long it takes to get back to break even, typically eight to 10 years in California. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and even as I showed, as showed you and Scott in my last newsletter, didn't you find that chart really super interesting about the difference between California, I mean, San Diego and Bakersfield, what those two cities have done? Since 2006. Oh, tremendous. You know what that tells you, Holly? That you never know what's going to happen. So that, you know, be more focused on the cycles than anything. That, and for our listeners out there, you know, what, what's happened, San Diego just got, just uh, 11 years after the 2006 peak, San Diego got back to break even. They went, yay, you know, big, big success story for an investor. The, however, Bakersfield, 11 years later, is still 38% below break-even. I mean, who would have ever even imagined in a million years that that could happen? And, you know, if it can happen in Bakersfield, it can happen anywhere. You know, Bakersfield still has 400,000 people. So, 
that always gets me really alert to the, the primary focus of being a, 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 you know, a high profit, low risk investor is to focus on the cycles. And is the key is to buy it when it's cheap, then sell it when it's high, you know, take your profits and then miss the downturn. And during the interim, you know, use that money for, you know, equal some other investment opportunities that have, have attractive potentials. But the cycles, I mean, and all my followers, Holly, you know, like you guys, hey, all my followers know the cycles or they wouldn't subscribe to me because they know that's the way it works. And in, especially in California, there's big risks during these downturns. Oh, for sure. Well, we kind of jumped in because I was so excited talking about what's going on. But why don't you give our listeners a little background about yourself, um, what you've done, what got you interested in real estate and share that. Sure. Well, first off, I'm the, I'm the son of a home builder, and uh, dad was a, dad's built, home in, built homes in Southern California as a speculator and as a general contractor for, you know, over 50 years. So I like to tell people I was born on a building site, which isn't too far from the truth. So I've been around it my whole life. I built myself for 10 years. Uh, educationally, I went to UCLA. I have a degree in economics. Um, I graduated in 1969 with Lou Alcindor, and so, but I've always had, a, have, had an extreme interest in real estate, especially the timing part of it, the, because, you know, I, I lived through the cycles, not only myself, but, you know, you know, growing up in a family like that, because during good times, things were really good, and bad times, you know, Dad, one time we moved into a spec house that didn't sell, so, um, you know, the cycles are and what I love about cycles is is not so much the, the the roller coaster ride, you know, the thrills of the highs and the fears of the lows, but the fact that they're they're offer the the greatest opportunity, you know, for making um, you know the highest returns in real estate, and then exiting the market when prices are high, and then going to something else. So it's a matter of making high investment returns too, and those. You can use those cycles in real estate really easily to your benefit, not to your detriment. Oh, yeah. So what did you do? Um, have you been in building yourself or what has your career been? Well, my, you, know, the, that, um, you know, the apple didn't fall, fall, far, uh, fall too far from the tree. I started investing in real estate when I was in college. And then after I got out of school and things, um, I... Um, I invested in real estate for four or five years, you know, brought some partners on, started like all people do. You know, I, ran, I always had a few bucks myself. The, but so when I ran out of my money, I would take on partners and say, look, I'll find you a good deal. You know, there's no commissions. Um, um, you're going to put in the money and I'm going to find the deal. And uh, for 50% of the profit, I'll, I'll sell it for free. I'll manage it for free. Everything's for free. And we'll split the profit. And um I start doing deals like that. And that's, you know, you make, you know, a little here, a little there, all that. Everybody's happy. And after a while, I had, I made enough money where guess who I eliminated? The partners, because it's one too many moving parts. <laughs> so then you just start doing stuff for yourself. And you, you get more and more successful. Then you can start doing stuff. I was building homes for cash, you know. I mean, that's really conservative and stuff. But, you know, the, um, as opposed to having to leverage it, leveraging it, but, um, it's the fastest way. You again, you eliminate something. You eliminate a lender. You know, you know, getting loans sucks. So, and that's what, And then after that, I built for ten years on my own, and I wrote a book. I wrote a book in 2002 called "Timing the Real Estate Market," which led to a um, a great new uh, a, a great business for me, and that's why I'm now. So I've been writing an investment newsletter for 15 years. 
And I played the markets a little. I played stock. Uh, you know, I did, a, I did a couple, financed a couple fix and flips down at the market bottom back in 2011, 2012 in San Diego. I put up 90% of the money for either, I forget what the deal was, 40 or 50% of the profit. Financed these guys and did fine with those. And I did some hard money loans and, you know, personal hard money loans back then. I was getting 12% and four points. And it all went to Robert Campbell. So that was a over a 20% return per year. So I did stuff like that. But what I really most focus on right now is my business, offering, offering my followers the best possible advice that I can give them at any point in time, you know, about what the, what the, what the realities are of today's market conditions and, and especially when they change. So that's, uh, that's equally satisfying too because I've got a – I've got a great system for doing it, so it, I, I don't need I don't need to be a, a Rhodes Scholar or a um, um, win the Nobel Nobel Prize to uh, for analysis. It's it's much easier than that. Yeah. So why don't you tell um, our listeners for people that that don't know the details of the indicators you follow and and what you look at and your real estate crash index? Tell us um, a little bit about those examples. Sure. sure. What I have found, ladies and gentlemen, is this, that in this, after researching the, the subject thoroughly, um, there's, if you follow five key indicators, and they're all leading indicators to um, trend changes in uh, the U.S. housing market and California housing market, if you follow those indicators, they will give you about a three to six months worth of advance notice uh, before prices peak out at or near where prices are peak out, or uh, when they start heading up again after they've, after they've hit rock bottom after the crash. So they're really accurate. They're like 85% accurate, and I rely on them almost 100% in making my assessments of the market the, because they've been so accurate in the past. And they're based on, and as Holly knows, they're based on fundamentals too. They're, and there's five key indicators, existing home sales, uh, new home building permits, mortgage defaults, foreclosure sales, and interest rates. And if you just follow those key indicators just by themselves, it's a very clearly defined system, and its accuracy rate has been extremely high for the last, I don't know, 35 or 40 years. So that's what I rely on. I'm a systems guy. I'm a systems guy, Holly. I, I know how good I am at making predictions about the future. <laughs> I'm like most people. Well, I love you are predicting, you're not predicting the future, you're reading the predictors of the future. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, you know, my indicators are, are predictors of future price change trends, I mean, so in that regard, but, you know, you don't know whether this market's going to keep going up another six months or two years or whatever. You just don't know that, you know, there's been people calling for, People call me all the time, you know, real estate agents. Hey, I'm seeing two months worth of slowness up here in, in, in San Francisco or something like that. I think the market's turned, Bob. I mean, these guys are way too short-term oriented. You know what I mean? They're, they're basing their – they're making emotional decisions based on short-term, short-term information that, that isn't trends. And, you know, that you just have to slow down in real estate and catch the big up moves and avoid the big down moves, Holly. And um, – um, you know, that's how you make, that's how you make outstanding profits. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, and for, I mean, as opposed to, 
you you can make a lot. So if somebody's what I would say, if somebody or if somebody just wants to start out, what's really interesting, if you can identify a stock market, uh, you know, real estate bottom, and you can do this with my uh, with my indicators, the if, even if you don't have any money, go out and find a good deal, and then cut a deal with somebody else and say, like I kind of did, and said, look, we're going to buy this house. You're going to put up all the money, all the money, all that. I'm going to manage it. I'm going to sell it for you. Blah blah. It's not going to cost you a dime, and we're, and we're going to split profits. Or, or you take 60 and I'll take 40 or something like that, or 20, whatever you can, whatever you can negotiate. If it's a really good deal, you want a bigger portion, but that can be win-win because finding these deals, you know, takes time and it's, you got to be really determined as you know. Yeah. It's so competitive to find deals now. Well, I'm um, just looking at your trends for 17 major U S housing market section of your last newsletter. And um, it's interesting um, how you explain it, but the trend for all 17 markets was up. Big surprise. <laughs> what Do you have any comments that you can um, talk about that and how you determine that? Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I find that interesting too. Um, and you, there's, it, it's, there's an old axiom in, in, in real estate. It's what everybody thinks, at least thinks. All markets are local, right? Yes. Um, that 17 major cities that are all in uptrends um, kind of says you, you might you might interpret that that it's saying differently, and that's kind of what's happened over the years. That the United States. I remember back when I was investing, like you know, 30, 40 years ago. All of a sudden, there was a downturn in downturn. When was I think it was during the 70s. It started on the East Coast, and it took two, housing downturn and took two years to get to California. It doesn't take two years to get to California anymore, wherever it starts. It, it seems like all the housing markets um, in the country at least are going generally in the same direction, um, uh, lockstep over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Yeah. I know that's, I know that's true in California. I mean, but, but I mean, like, even though Chicago may be appreciating it at, you know, 4% a year, whereas Seattle is appreciating at 14% a year, that the trends are both moving in the same direction. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. I know. The more you, that Holly, the more you follow this stuff and the more you do, that there's no, it just gets more interesting because you always have questions. At least you kind of, you know the right questions to ask. Why, why is that happening? And it's happening, and if you study it from a historical standpoint, you can see that, you know, maybe 40 years ago, the markets, I think 40 years ago, markets were a lot more local than they are today. Today, everything kind of goes like up. It's like the world stock markets, Holly. All the world stock markets are going up. And when and one of them crashes, guess what? They're all going to go down. <laughs> yeah, we're but everything more, more connected all the time, both in real estate, I think, and in the stock market. So, uh -huh. Right. I mean, so look, markets are markets. I mean, the same principles that work in, in stocks, bonds, gold, or commodities, it also works in real estate because it's all based on supply and demand. And, you know, measuring, you know, having ways of measuring, you know, the, uh, what the internals are saying in each market. And in my case, my internals are those five key indicators. So it's, um, yeah, it's really, it really, it's, it's amazing to me because I've been, st I've been doing this kind of stuff for 40 or 50 years, have this kind of interest in it. And it's amazing to me that any system can be this accurate because it doesn't have to be this accurate to be valuable, you know, but the more accurate it gets, you kind of go, wow. So it really is. It's really, in my mind, that's the best way to make, 
to make money in real estate, everybody. I tell people, look, you should be really selective when you invest because even though, you know, these, these downturns, if you're investing at the wrong time or for a buy and hold when prices are high and the next downturn comes and, you know, and it takes you 10, 8 to 10 years to get back to break even, that's not a good investment. Your money could have been in better places for that period of time. But if you buy when they're low and then sell when they're high, like six or eight years later, when they're peaking, I mean, you're going to make money for sure. Absolutely. And then, you know, once real estate starts heading down, that's going to create a whole new set of dynamics in a lot of markets, including real estate, that you can also make money in. You can make money in REITs if you have the right strategy. You can buy, you know, what I, what business I like is that I like, um, Hard money loans, you know, uh, fixer-upper loans, you know, 65, 70% the value. I mean, you can make 9 or 10% per year on those, you know, for during the downturn, which is like, you know, the time it took back get back to break even, like 10 years. You can make 90% on your money, you know, while you're still waiting to get, to get back to break even on a bad real estate investment you made because you weren't alert to the, uh, the major trend change that occurred. Right, 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 right. Well, I'm, I'm probably going over way over people's heads and with, with a lot of this stuff. But you know, Holly, you read my stuff. This is, this is really the way I operate. I mean, to me, it's a very intellectual business. So this is a question I know many of my listeners would have. So since we are, we're in an uptrending market, you know, basically all these 17 cities, major cities uptrending, but is it okay to buy? Like, what would be your advice to someone? Would they buy a long-term hold or a rental property now, knowing that also that we're, we're not necessarily at a peak? How much more time do we have to rise? Or is it still, like, advisable? Maybe you want to do fix and flips, get in, get out before it does turn down. And kind of what's the length of time of notice you have? You know, so... One thing I love about the housing market is it's so inefficient. Stock market is so efficient within thousands of a second. There's price changes and corrections and right. That's why the stock market's a good place to train your mind for because stock market people are smarter than real estate people, Holly, when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? They can turn and so a second in a second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you understand that, but it's the same principles, I mean, when they turn up and when they, when they turn down. So, to answer your question, what would I do at this point? Of course, that's a very subjective question. You know that. And um, so, all I can say is, you know, here are your options. I would not buy for a buy and hold. And let's, say, well, let's say you buy for a buy and hold. And all of a sudden, right here, and also the, uh, you know, you're getting 3% cash return on your money or something like that. And then... Um, a year later, um, prices start turning down and you know about it because you follow my indicators. Okay. Okay. Now let's say prices have gone up 7% or 6% or 5% during that period of time. What I would do to manage risk correctly, I would sell the damn thing and get your money back <laughs> because the next the eight to 10 years, you're not going to make anything, but you got your money back. There's no reason to, uh, to, you know, participate in the down, the next downturn that's going to be this, this, you know, you know, California real estate cycles, they can be brutal yes. and they are brutal. I've been through them my whole life. That's the reason I know the cycles. I've, I've been in a family that's been, you know, that's, that, that's had spectacular victories because of the cycles, And we've also had a few spectacular losses, but I like I like the wins a lot better. And that's what got me into this, 
you know, to learn this in the first place. I was doing some, some you know, building some sub, small subdivisions in Carlsbad when the cycle turned down. <laughs> I mean, lucky I was like, you know, had, you know, had, had a big enough margin in it, but I got out at break even after that. And that took, that was like a three or four year project. I was lucky to get my market money back in about, I discounted the prices. I, I cut line with them and, you know, I got my money back. Well, at least I got my money back because that next downturn, you know, lasted six years. So I'm not afraid to do that. And one of the things that, that another thing I'd like to say about that is I think doing things like that is going to get a lot more affordable with as, as real estate um, sales and transactions become uh, because of technology, Holly. I don't, you know, it's, it certainly looks like that's the direction. Every, you know, no more people in driving cars. I mean, come on. Do we really need um, um, title insurance reps to sell, you know, a commodity product? I mean, or mortgage brokers. Mortgage brokers, for example, and these, I don't follow this, but my followers, you know, have talked to me about this. Like maybe five or ten, let's say ten years ago, something like, you know, 10% of all mortgages were done online and 90% face-to-face. Today, it's like 50-50. <laughs> and that's, so that's the direction it's going. And that, what that's going to, the reason people are going this way, the red fin and stuff, they want to cut their costs. So pretty soon, maybe it doesn't get, you know, cost, you know, six to, you know, five to 7% transaction cost to buy or sell. And maybe they can knock that down to like three or four, and that'd make a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, so obviously now people can be more flexible because I know those fees are, can be incredible. So that's, that's kind of the direction, you know, in other words, I mean, we're not going to be day trading this stuff, you know that, but I mean, when it's time to get out, I mean, that's a big, you know, you know, that, that commission can add up to a lot. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I see efficiencies coming, commissions going down, more automation. That's definitely the direction. But Redfin Red wants to be the biggest, biggest discount brokerage company in the United States. And hey, that's all technology, Holly. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of fascinating, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how those, and, and people work for them. You, you know what? And what, you know, what I've been told, the reason that they've, they've taken a little t- more time to develop is because the traditional real estate agents that are making a lot of money are still making a lot of money, and they don't have to go to Redfin. And so, you know, the quality of the of the of the agents um, was um, wasn't as high as it should be. So, you know, they're getting new people and stuff like that. But however, they're gaining market share. You know, all the time they keep gaining market share, and as they gain more and more share, you know, that just means some of those guys that are that are not, you know that are farther from the top are going to start going with red sand. And it's, it's kind of a, I don't know how they, I don't know how they do their compensation. Do you? Um, actually I do. They, they give a salary to their agents. So a normal agent is commission and the Redfin agents, I mean, they're basically kind of guaranteed, I think a bunch of business because I met a Redfin master and really, so I mean, so that, I mean, so how much do they pay them? It depends totally on the area, but this lady was in Orange County, and I think her salary was $85,000 a year, but she worked really hard for that, too. But, you know, Redfin brings all the business to her. She's not out there door knocking. Exactly. If you prove yourself, they want to send their business to the people, the agents that are most successful, right? 
Well, they'll just do it for whoever will do that model. You know, a regular agent will have to knock on doors, send out postcards, and bring in a business. Oh, I mean, my God. I think, I think the average real estate agent would kill for a, a guaranteed annual salary in real estate sales at, at, at $85,000 a year. Um, they might, but they, you know, Redfin is taking a big chunk of that, so the, the agent is bringing in a lot more um, yeah, business potential. Redfin's buying all the leads. You know, Redfin has this dominating web presence, and that's where, you know, the work is. The realtor doesn't have to do that. So, yeah, that's interesting. But um, It is. It's really because we don't know what the outcome is going to be or how long it's going to take to get there. But you can see, you can see that trend and that trend in technology. Um, it's it's starting to scare me, Holly, because I'm going to be. I mean, I'm still sending letters in the mail to people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I mean, pretty soon that get mail. It's not going to have any drivers in their cars. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> as long as you get it there, that's. I'm good with that. You'll eventually be emailing your your letter, I know, but um, anyway, it's still great, and I love getting it. So we should probably be wrapping up here pretty soon, but what is like some advice that you'd like to give to people and what you recommend that real estate investors pay attention to? Okay. That, uh, first things first, you ha to, to, be, to be consistently and repeatedly successful in real estate, you know, without losing a lot of money during the in-between period, you have to have a system for gauging which way the trends are going and whether they're going up. It's a great strategy. My preferred strategy is you should only be invested in California real estate when prices are going up. And when they're not going up, get out and get into something else. Now, if you want to fix and flip and do that kind of thing, that's fine as long as you do it intelligently. But you still need to recognize the trends because, you know, if you're at the peak and all of a sudden things turn down and you're paying, you know, you know, 75, 80% ARV because you think the future looks bright, it's going to, you know, go up another, you know, you know, six, seven, eight percent in the next year. And all of a sudden it doesn't. And you got, and because that's where a lot of your profit is. Hey, I mean, you, you'd be, you probably will just get your money back. It'd probably be a big waste of time. I mean, I guess you could take losses too, you know, depending on, on how fast prices go down. So I think you should, I think you should take a longer, t I mean, a, a shorter term view of the market during like a typical, you know, four to six year period when prices are rising and, and, you know, try to buy low, try to sell high, and then look for other opportunities um, afterwards before you can buy real estate low again. Okay, well said. And uh, uh, that should, right. I mean, that's, and just, so work on that this afternoon, right, Holly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, really something to consider too, which we haven't addressed entirely, is there's plenty of markets where they're very unlike Southern California, where you and I are, where people yeah. buy for cash flow. They don't expect of a lot of appreciation, you know, like in Texas, where there's endless infinity land and they can build houses for cheap there's not as much appreciation there as there is um, nevertheless nevertheless young lady um dallas has been like the third or fourth you know best performing u.s market um uh during during the upturn and so has denver these are midwest towns prior to this cycle you were exactly right those things were flat you know they're like oklahoma city or or or, or Sioux, South Dakota. I mean, it's just like it, they, housing prices go up like two to three percent every year. 
the but um the uh that's just not the case everywhere right yeah we, we've definitely had more appreciation this last decade or so, so. so i don't know where you would go i mean i, I tell people if they want to like, okay if you, that if you're if if one of your i know it's a consideration paying taxes i think taxes is a is a the price you pay for even um, higher long-term returns. So, because people are going to sell sometime anyway, Holly. You know the number of people that buy a rental home and that own the thing until they die? You know how many people, guess what percent of all people do that? I don't know. I can't wait to hear. What is it? It's low. <laughs> Very low. Something comes up. Something comes up where they need the money. There's a divorce. The guy loses his job. You know, who the heck knows when all of a sudden, and my, my theory on things is sell, buy an asset when it's low, sell it when it's high, because you know you're going to sell it, be selling it at some point in your life, at some other point in time, and odds are probably really good that it won't be when prices are high. And in fact, will be when prices are low because it's going to be. It, it could be some kind of economic problem where, you know, that you know, everything everything kind of crashes again. And when people lose when people lose their jobs and things like that, and businesses start going bankrupt, you know, that's not good for housing values. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what helps take it down. You know, everybody gets scared. So it's a fascinating game, Holly. You know, and. I'm really glad we had this podcast to, to communicate because we've never talked like this before. You know, like, um, you know, I, di I didn't know how interested you were in this, but it's, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's, uh, it, it's, it, it really could, you have to have a, 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 a deep curiosity about it. You have to know what works and what doesn't work. But it's really fascinating because, you know, nobody knows what's, how this is going to turn out, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, people that own real estate, I mean, we're sitting high on the, sitting high on the mountain right now. That, that a time's coming, Holly, that won't be the case anymore. And there's going to be a lot of pain. We're not there yet, but it's coming. Yeah, we didn't even go down that road. That can be another show, more of your, um, <laughs> that, shall I say? You know, what, you know what I feel like I'm doing? I feel like I'm le lecturing to a college class because I know, I know a lot of this is going to go over people's heads, but nevertheless, you can still try, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I why not try to educate people? I mean, you know, because people don't know about these things. They, re they just don't know. Most people are so naive about things, and the real estate industry is just always, they're always on one side of the ship, right? Buy. You should always buy. Real yes. estate's a good long-term investment, so you should buy. Yes, you know, I agree, you know, but if, 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 first you got to get past the next eight to 10 years when you're trying to get your money back, right? Right, right. The, you, you know what? I'm going to have, my goal is to develop a group of followers and it just, I don't care if it's, you know, just as it is right now, that's fine with me, where we're all in tune, is we're kind of in tune and, and share things back and forth with each other, ideas about where the markets are going because we're all, we're all, geared into cycles and when to buy or when to sell or or people wouldn't be paying for my newsletter right that's true yep that's for sure yeah one of my friends told me he said he said you know hardly anybody understands what you do and and i said and i said that's all right i said if only one percent of all real estate investors in the united states 
no, and like what I do, I'm good with that. And he yes. started laughing. He goes, I, I bet you would be. <laughs> For sure. Well, so, I mean, that's why you always have to be truthful about things, Holly. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's like the thrill of um, um, uh, the thrill of winning and the agony of defeat. Remember that? Remember that? Are you old enough to remember that wide world of sports? Uh, not really. Was that the 70s? Or the 80s? Or probably, yeah, the wide world of sports. It was on for like 25 years. It was so good. And they showed a guy going off the end of a ski jump, you know, and he, that, that was the failure part. And some other guy did something friggin', you know, that even more amazing to win. And, um, oh, that show was on a long time. But the, it was the, the, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. I mean, and it's, it's, and, and, and for the agony of defeat, you should, you should Google it and say the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. And they showed it. The, the, the defeat was a guy was going down a huge, huge ski jump, you know, and all of a sudden got crazy in the air. I mean, there's not, is there anything more disastrous than that? Because <laughs> well, when you hit, you're going to be hurt, right? <laughs> well, let's tell um, my listeners how they, too, can become a avid follower of yours like myself. How do they find the great Robert Campbell? What's your website? Realestatetiming.com. Yes, realestatetiming.com. And right, realestatetiming.com. Right. And, the, and um, to learn about subscribing to your wonderful paper newsletter, which is great because, heck, we'd be printing it out anyway to look at all the charts and graphs and read it and write right. it. So, hey, you're saving us the hassle of printing it. I, I understand. <laughs> you understand the concept, but exactly. You know, if, if this is interesting, that you can do it yourself. You probably wouldn't. It wouldn't be cost effective because I have to pay for data, you know, for everyone. But the, if you had to pay for it by yourself, you know, that fee would, you know, all the data to get the data you need to, you know, to, to do what I do, it would cost you six or seven hundred bucks a year. I mean, okay. versus, I mean, so who's going to do that? I mean, that's the way all newsletters are, right? But I mean, that's the way it is. I mean, but you, it, there's, there's no, there's no easy route. You, you got to do it this way. I haven't changed the formula in, in uh, 15 years and, and going back, you know, almost 40 years. And it's, in fact, it's even working better now than it did in the past, which is also kind of a surprise. But um, I get surprised all the time and, you know, by things. And the, um, but the, the, the key to being successful is, not losing money. That's the key. I hate lo You have to hate losing money. And if you hate losing money, you just can't say, I hate losing money and I'm not going to do it. You need a strategy for not losing money. I mean, that's what it comes down to because, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm sure a lot happier when, you know, everything is up in value than I am when, it's, when, it's, when I own it and it's falling in value. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and I'd love I mean, you know, to – oh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, no, no. I mean, but that's just a, that's just a lifestyle thing. But, you know, I'm probably older than a lot of your listeners. I just turned 70, 70 this year. So, you know, I'm at the point in my life where I'm going to do what I want to do because I like doing it and I'm good at it, you know, and I'm the, that kind of thing versus just being in something where, gosh, you know, um, I could, uh, you know, I could be building big subdivisions knowing what I know. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't, what I found is that, you know, after, you know, this is really interesting, Holly, and I've, I've heard studies about this. The happiest people in the world are people that love what they do, have a good job, 
and make a, um, a healthy income, like let's just say in, in California, uh, $100,000 a year. I know that's a little high, but they make that and they love what they do. Those are the happiest people in the world. You know, they're not want for anything, but they're not into money. And if you increase that, that salary from $100,000 a year to $200,000 a year, do you know how much, happy, you know how much higher the happiness scale goes for that individual? Hardly at all. Uh, yeah. Hardly at all. So the key is doing stuff what you like, everybody. You know, if you like fixing and flipping, and I think it's a great business, you know, because you can really manage risk in that because you're going to know the trend. If things start going bad, obviously you're not going to keep paying, you know, you know, 78%, you know, ARV for flips. It is going to go back down to like, you know, maybe, maybe 70 <laughs> because you know that there's risk there. You can see it coming. So, but you have to be active like that. You have to be active, actively sensitive to what the trends are. And as a builder, I always, I always did that. I used to build, you know, six, eight to sixteen-unit apartment houses in San Diego. I quit doing it for the simple reason the price of the land got too high, and I knew that the risk was, you know, it wasn't worth. It, it was, it was more risk than there should be in the deal. So I backed away. And you know, within a year and a half, the market crashed. This was in 1990, and a fair share of those apartments, those. <laughs> Those income assets went back to the bank, um, you know, returned to the bank. So I know how brutal the cycles can be in, in California. People think rents can't go down. Everybody, rents can go down. <laughs> Believe me. I know people don't like to talk about that. Most people don't even like to talk about the fact that housing prices go down. Right, Holly? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that fascinating? Yes, it's I mean, they'll acknowledge it. Does anybody talk about, does, I mean, does the real estate industry ever talk about risk? Did the real estate industry tell you to get out of the market in California in 2006? Uh, no. Did they ever tell you to, <laughs> no. <laughs> Even when the sky is falling, the, um, I don't think as much um, the real estate profession was probably acknowledging or admitting that, I would agree. So. But, but interestingly, I would say that 20% uh, of my followers are in the real estate business. Like you, you're in the real estate business. So it's not like that, you know, the smart ones are sensitive to, hey, this, you know, everything is a game of risk, including California real estate, right? Oh, that's <laughs> so you've got to be aware of these things. So it, it's just a fascinating topic. I mean, it really is because all you can do is just try to get, you know, better and better and better. Um, and I've, I've like doubled or tripled my knowledge in the last 15 years. And it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm reading some stuff right now and I'm going, wow. I mean, like, like in that last letter where I talk about a tale of two cities, that was only part A, Holly. I'm working on part B right now. The end, and as far as I know, heck, there could even be a part C, but all these things that people should take into consideration that in, in making decisions um, about things, you know, that um, it's, it's, Life is a risk, so use it to your advantage and not to, you know, disadvantage. Eventually, one man's misfortune is going to be your great fortune because you're going to take it off his hands, right? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> See, that's, the, that's the plan strategy, uh, Holly. That's the, that's the best way to invest like that. That's what Warren Buffett does. He's a value investor. He doesn't buy stuff when it's expensive. You know, if he buys a business, it's because the business is a good deal. And, or if he buys stocks, he's going to buy it, you know, when prices are depressed, you know, with, with money as opposed to, a, you know, public, you know, um, traded stock. So, and, and it's kind of that same concept. 
and Warren Buffett tells everybody, I am not a market timer. I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to tell you guys how to do it. And my, my God, I know the man. I, I mean, I, I know him because I followed him for 50 years. He's the best market timer. He's one of the best market timers in the world, Holly. And he says just the opposite. And the reason he says that, the reason he says that is because he knows most people don't have the patience, the discipline, and the intelligence to do what he does. It, it, it does, and those are all rare qualities, especially when combined in one individual. Are people patient? No. Are people disciplined? No. I mean, you know, not at all. I mean, and that's, you, that's, that's the difference between really, really good investors and, and investors that are so-so that, 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 that make far greater yield, I mean, returns, because you've got to manage that risk. It's a fascinating topic. I mean, it's, it's, you know, just how do you do that in real estate? And my thing is in California, hey, buy it when prices are rising and sell it when they aren't. And that's a, that's a pretty simple formula. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, I'd like to okay, also give, your, um, give my listeners the heads up tip that you are putting on a seminar February 18th in 2018 at the right. Marriott, which I think is a fantastic value. You, um, the price is, it's $235, correct? Right. And with that comes a one-year subscription to his fantastic real estate timing letter, which is normally $135. So what a bargain that is to go get yourself educated by the one and only Bob Campbell and get so much of his value and wisdom poured down on you as much as you can soak up. And so I want to promote that for you. I think that's a great value and great learning opportunity for people that would, you know, have to go to La Jolla. You know, it's such a hard place to go to La Jolla, California. It's right by San Diego. So those of you guys that don't know, it's a beautiful place. So anyway. Thank you very much, Holly. That. No, I can, and I can tell you're saying that sincerely because you know that, you know, that the, the, as a long-term follower of this kind of stuff, really knowing about this stuff, if you're in real estate, there's no reason not to know about this stuff, is there? Oh, no, you got to know, have to know, whether you're an investor or a realtor or whatever you're doing. I mean, real estate is part of almost every person's portfolio and they need to know this stuff. So, yes, yes. You need to know. You need to know that, you know, that it's, it's a, I mean, you know, real estate is, a, is an investment just like stocks, just like bonds and, you know, any other investment. And there's a, time, there's a time to own it and there's a time you don't want to own it. And so most people haven't applied those. It doesn't matter what kind of market is. Like I said, it's the same principle. So it, because um, I follow the stock market. I, hey, I invest in the stock market. I do a lot of different things, but, you know, the, um, but it's all based on exact. It's all based on the exact same timing system I do for real estate, Holly. Isn't that interesting? Yes. It's all about momentum. It's about momentum, and it's about trends. And when the trend, always investing with the trend. Always listen, everybody. Always invest with the trend. You know, write it down, and that's that's. If you always invest with the trends, you'll be super successful. Because when the trends go down, you're not invested anymore. Or you know, the trend is your friend, and it's really, really true. And it's, um, that's, the, that's, that's the way most people that, that I follow, really successful people, which, which brought me over to that strategy, you know, long-term successful people, that a very high percentage of them are trend followers. 
over 50%. So it's, it's like what people do, you know, it's just kind of slow. It's kind of a, it, I know it's not the, but if you buy low and sell high in California, that's not going to be a slow system. You're going to make a lot of money in a six to eight year period. You might end up making, you know, um, who God knows, you know, 20, 30% per year on your money, average rate of return, you know, during that six to eight year holding period, depending on what prices do. And that's the time to put on leverage. That's the time to put on leverage, everybody. If you've got a hundred grand, you know, don't buy one hundred grand house, you know, rental home for cash at the bottom, you know, buy five of them with 20% down. That's the time to put the leverage on. That's when you're going to make, that's when you're really going to make a killing. Oh, yeah. Take advantage of those opportunities. All right. I well, mean, that's... Okay, Holly. We should probably wrap it up. I'll definitely have you on again in the future. And I okay. super appreciate your time because I know that you like to do what you like to do. And I am honored that... And I like to do this. I like to do this, for sure. <laughs> and I know you But I'm not going to go out and look at potential properties <laughs> today. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And with that, listeners, get out there, take some action, take um, calculated risks, and make some great things happen. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.